Well, hello, friends. Welcome to Raft Reviews. Uh, join us as we talk about Ubisoft's Far Cry 6. I'm your host, Adam, and joining me today is the hardest working Canadian in all of the businesses, Jacob McCourt. <laughs> Thanks for having me. That is, a, that is a very kind title that you've given me. I don't take it. I don't accept it. Uh, I would say one of the hard work, hardest working, maybe. I would say the hardest working in your province. If I knew Canadian provinces, I would say it, but I do not know. I will take it. I will take it. Okay, because you guys have provinces instead of states. That's normal. Anyway, <laughs> Jacob. Oh, okay. That's uh, less than states we have. Jacob, how are you doing, man? Tell everybody about yourself and plug yourself. And the reason I had you on is because I like you so much and also because you do 17 podcasts. So that's a part of it. So go ahead and give everybody your, your stuff. Yeah, so I'm a gaming and esports marketer by day, and by night I make all the things. Uh, I host a show called The Left Behind Game Club. It is a video game book club podcast. Uh, you are part of that community, so thank you for being a, a wonderful part of it. Um, we've been doing it for almost five years now. It is a video game book club podcast. We try and be informative, um, informative, funny, and mostly positive. Uh, the mostly positive mostly works out. Uh, I host another show called Cutscenes. It is a video game movie podcast. It is seasonal. I do it with two friends, Katie and Travis. Uh, we are actually launching uh, season three on the 28th of October. So hey. if you are listening to this when it comes out, uh, she coming. She coming soon. Uh, and then I host another show called Video Game Trivia. Uh, it's on hiatus right now, but you can find that on Twitch. Uh, you can follow all the things I do at Jacob McCourt, J-A-C-O-B-M-C-C-O-U-R-T on Twitter. That's the best place to find all the things I do. Let's go. All of those things are great. I listen and partake in all of them, and I enjoy all of them very much. I haven't been on all of them because Jacob hates me, but now I'm just messing with you. Uh, you I, are. I, you're I was gonna invited. Be on, yeah, yeah, you're, you're coming. Stuff. You're I'm coming. Giving you I'm giving you a hard time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so all that's great. Everyone check out Jacob. He's awesome. But I wanted Jacob here today because he played Far Cry 6 just like me. And if you're watching the video version, watch it. See our big faces that are zo super zoomed in. And I've got some nice slideshow of Far Cry 6 uh, screenshots in the back. It's really fun. But before we get into it, what is your history with the franchise that is Far Cry? Yeah, so I have been a fan of Far Cry since Far Cry 3, which I think is probably most people's jumping off point or jumping on point to the series, because that is a game that I think was one of the best open world games in that generation. So that was how I came on to it. And then since then, uh, this year in, in our year of 2021, I played Far Cry 4, uh, which is Pagan Min, that kind of story. And then I've, I've touched the original Far Cry. So I've, I've played a little bit of 1, I've played through 3 and 4, and then I am 93% of the way through Far Cry 6 as we speak. Is your story with the series kind of similar? Yeah, I've played every Far Cry game. Um, oh, snap. Except for Primal. That's the only one I have not played ever. New Dawn? Uh, I played New Dawn. I like New Dawn Ooh. a lot. I played that on my PC. Okay. That was one of the first PC games when I got my big boy PC. I was like, what am I going to play that looks good? I'm like, New Dawn's on sale. Let me play this. I never touched Is it. that kind of like Youngblood? Like uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood? Like shorter, different characters, a little wacky? Yeah. It's, um, again, Primal's the one I haven't played, but it is the same map from 5. But the, it's it's funny because there are weapons and things in six that come directly from New Dawn, but everyone mm. didn't play New Dawn, so you don't know it. Like the, there's, we'll get into it. There are certain weapons that are I was, the minute they showed it, I was like, oh, that was from New Dawn. But it's it's very wacky and colorful. Remember, this was the uh, New Dawn was when Rage Two came out, 
They're like, which post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. neon pink and blue game do you want to play? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, yeah, I've played everyone except for Primal. I've enjoyed all of them. I've beaten... Uh, I think I've beaten all of them as well. Two is the only one I think I have not beaten, but I've beaten mm-hmm. every other Far Cry game. Uh, so yeah, I'm a big fan of the franchise. And that one's actually it's Clint Hawking, I think that is the the lead of that one. And I think it, the guy who did uh, Watchdog Legion, and mm-hmm. it's it has some more open world craziness procedural gameplay of like, hey, there might be a fire, you might get malaria. That's Far Cry Two, right? Yeah, that, the reason I didn't finish that one is uh, I remember I just kept getting malaria and had to keep finding pills. It was not <laughs> fun. Uh, the game's good, but it was just like, this is weird. Uh, yeah, but no, it's a good series. I enjoy it. It's the kind of thing where Ubisoft speaks to me because a lot of people are like, oh, the Ubisoft formula. It's like open world. There's outposts. There's da 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 da. It's like, let me tell you what Adam loves. <laughs> I like <laughs> going through a checklist and knocking it off. So they've always spoke to me especially when they have uh, good characters and villains and like fun things to do. So it's, yeah, I always say, I think that the far cry formula is like a tropical Vista, a authoritarian, authoritarian like villain. And then your character who's kind of a blank slate in most cases, I think this one is the first case where that's maybe not the case, but your character has a confrontation with the villain and you're like intertwined for the entire story. That's far cry to me. Mm hmm. Yeah, and this one does change that where your character isn't so much a blank slate anymore, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah, so yeah. I think it's very different, and I appreciate it, but we're going to get into it, I'm sure. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to give you some quick facts on Far Cry 6, the game that we played. Uh, it's an action-adventure first-person shooter developed by Ubisoft Toronto and published by Ubisoft, released October 7th, 2021. Uh, Yara, which is the fictional island nation that you play the game on, is 88 kilometers or 34 square miles if you're American. Thank you for the kilometers. Uh, yeah, I had to do it. I was at, just because you were here. Uh, divided into seven main regions with different terrains from uh, urban areas, jungles, mountain ranges, open oceans. Um, and so this was a fun one. I remember this. Everyone will remember this. In contrast to the media controversy over uh, Ubisoft insisting its stance that Far Cry 5 was made as a political statement, narrative director, uh, I think it's Navid Kavari. Kar- Yes, I'm very I'm very bad with all names. Uh, Kavari said that Far Cry 6 was political, adding a story about a modern revolution must be. So I remember this being a thing, and I think people have talked about it, where Far Cry 5 started out being, it seemed political. Like, it was like, oh, this is uh, as a game about white supremacists in America. Yep. And then Trump got elected, and they're like, uh, it's just about a cult. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah, it, that, that game didn't play it, but I was part of the discourse, and my whole thing is like I wish they would lean in a little bit more into it, and like I don't care what your political view is, just take one. Um, this one kind. So when I spoke about this game maybe a week or two ago, I was like, "Damn, this game's apolitical," and they Ubisoft went and did it again. It is not apolitical. There is a just a weak political story kind of strung into it. I don't know if you feel mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah, like there are political and like hot button issues in it yeah but all of them are like well of course that's the wrong thing <laughs> yeah of course yeah. this canadian businessman is a villain oh, uh, God, he's basically so an oil baron like yeah. w- of course yeah they, so, they took like the easy way out in, in the whole in every case they're like oh they're mean to the trans person so they're bad well yeah of course yeah um yeah but it is about a revolution and in, in fighting back against uh you know fascism so i guess there's a statement there a little bit mm-hmm. 
Uh, Anthony Gonzalez voiced and did the mocap for Diego. Anthony Gonzalez is the kid from Coco. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yep, that is my number one favorite fact. Is that of course Giancarlo <laughs> Esposito is in this game and he's great, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. kid from Coco, Pixar's best film, by the way, is uh, Diego, the son of Giancarlo's uh, character, uh, Diego Castillo. Yeah, his uh, performance was uh, was nuanced, and I was I was happy with that. I think that obviously, like Giancarlo's the the guy, mm-hmm. like the Hollywood talent. And it's funny to see how they maybe structure the game around the fact that they maybe only got him for two or three days to do all of his parts. Um, but I appreciated them both. I think that they told a pretty good story from what I've seen so far. Yep. There's a it's pretty, I enjoyed the ending as well. Um, and yeah, I love all the scenes at the end. You, you know, we're not going to spoil it yet. We're not a spoiler part yet, but where you are in the game, you still have, a, I believe, two more big scenes with those characters. So I think they're. Those are very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, critical response. It ranges right now on Metacritic from a 76 on the PC version to an 80 on the Xbox Series X version. I believe PS5 was like a 77 or something like that. So high 70s, low 80s. feel like it's fair. I would be on the upper end, but again, I'm also a sucker for these kind of games. So that's the critical response. I can see people saying sevens. I can see people saying eights. Adam's going to play it no matter what, because it's... Whatever. This is a very good eight. Like, I don't want to already, no. like, jump into it, but, like, this is a very good one of those games. Mm-hmm. It will not bring any new fans in, but it is very, a very good... There's just a lot there. And sure, there's a little bit of bloat, but if you enjoy open-world games, this is a good one of those. Yeah, that's what I was... People, we'll get to it, because we have questions from uh, from listeners, and uh, so that's what I'm like, well, you know talking about this game versus that game would you recommend it and all that i mean we'll get that at the end but yeah if you like this kind of game i'll maybe check it out because it's mm-hmm. one of the good ones uh all right before we get oh wait this is a fun one as well how did you play because we like to see you know like uh i remember when i did one of these before it was like we played miles morales and we literally played it on every possible way you play miles morales so how did you play and then also I want you to flex on how you got your uh, your copy of the game. So go right ahead. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I uh, received my code from Ubisoft. Um, I'm part of their Canadian ambassador program. So I received it on Xbox Series X, and I actually have the ultimate edition of the game. So I have the um, the side content, some of the like weapon packs and stuff, and then I think I have the season pass as well. So when, when all the villain stuff comes out, I'll, I'll have that. I don't think it comes with like the Rambo pack that's coming, etc. But I do get all the villain DLC that's uh, coming in the next few months. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Yeah. And I, I bought it on Xbox Series X as well. Because I was excited to play it and I want to play it on my Series X because that's where mm-hmm. I like to play my games. Especially a little trick everyone tells you. Everyone knows that, um, on the consoles you have like a little... A way to like do a family thing like mm-hmm. you share on a console and people share games mm-hmm. and it's like my son wanted to play so he played on his xbox one s and i played on my series x and we played together for part of it so that's pretty cool i'm like i'll buy this we'll both play it we'll have a good time okay that's the one thing that i have like no purview into because i played this game entirely on my own does it come with a buddy pass or something like that because i know that in far cry i think four you could get a buddy pass and bring people in to help you in certain missions uh, let me tell you, I have no idea. If it did, I think it... Because that was a PlayStation-only thing, I believe, for four. You're right. You're super right. Um, I don't know if this game has one. I don't think it does. I haven't seen anything anyone talking about it. Uh, it might. I might be completely incorrect, but I don't think it does. But that's why I did it. Because I was like, hey, 
he also has Xbox, so we can cheat. And like this dude literally has hundreds of games that he hasn't paid for a single one, but it's fine. Ugh, spoiled, that's what he is. Yeah, he's spoiled with my collection that are all my games. <laughs> uh, before we get to spoilers, how do you, well, I've got two things. We're going to go this one first, then we'll do the second one. How do you feel about this particular video game? So not necessarily like here's my numbered review, but just like really quick before we get to spoilers, what is like your top level? Like, this is what I feel about this game. Yay or nay sort of a thing. What, mm-hmm. what do you think? Just like a, like your high, high level thoughts, if you will. Yes. Quick pitch. Um, no, fast pitch. Not quick pitch. Yeah, fast, fast pitch. He's fast listening pitch. to my show. I love it. Um, <laughs> not to say like it's a good one of these. I think it's a it's a well constructed world. Uh, Ubisoft knows how to make these games. I appreciate some of the changes that they've made and how you get a little bit more variety. Let's say with this one, you get the the rocket backpack on your back and like a tech tree. You don't get a tech tree, but you get like weapon upgrades and uh, clothing to wear instead of like having powers from some tribe that you picked it up from. I appreciate that difference in the game. I think it's it's well constructed. I think it's fun to play, uh, but it does not make a statement. It does not push the genre or the medium forward. But if if you like that, then that's that's Far Cry Six. It, to me, it's one of my favorite games in the series. Uh, but it will never be on like my top games of all time list. That's just me, though. Yeah, I'm sort of similar. So again, this is an Adam ass game. This is the kind of thing I like. It is my favorite Far Cry game so far, without a doubt. Especially after beating it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also in that thing where this is not going to be my game of the year list. I'll tell you that. I like it a lot. I definitely will play it. And my thing is like, hey, do you like? The, have you ever liked one of these kind of games or been interested or like I played and I start and I fell off? I think if. Any of this, you already know if you're interested or not. Yeah. And if you are, you're getting a good one, like a thumbs up. Good mm-hmm. to go. Um, so, yeah, I think it's very good for what it is, but you got to know what it is. Like, I was still my friends are like, you know, I kind of like it. I like the other ones. So I didn't play. What should I do? I'm like, wait for a sale and you will have a great time at half price. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, exactly. I was seeing like one of my my colleagues on Twitter just saying like, hey, this is like a 40 dollar game on like uh, Black Friday. And I was like, yes, buy it and you will really enjoy it. I've put 21 hours into the game. Ninety three percent of the way through it. I, I've probably got another two, three hours left to finish. And then I'm going to put this game down and be like, that was great. I enjoyed that and not 100% the game. It is not one of those games. There are very few open world games that I've like 100%ed. I just recently 100%ed Maneater because it was like, that is a, that is a 10 hour game if you yeah. 100% it. And it doesn't have a thousand things in the world. Uh, I'm going to play this game for 24 hours, finish it, and then just be like, that was great. I'm done with this. All right. So we do have questions from the audience. I'm going to do one now. I'm going to do one in the spoiler section or two in great. the spoiler section because it makes more yep. sense. We kind of already talked about it, but Darby... Uh, Hallman one as someone who enjoyed Far Cry uh, through four, but got tired of them. Do you think Far Cry six is worth jumping back in for? I think the gameplay looks engaging and wackier than previous one, but I'm still slightly hesitant. Thanks. So I'll start. Yeah. If you haven't played five, so it's been a while since you've played one and you like that. It's more goofy. Yeah. This game goes way more over the top. It's not super ground. Like it's grounded kind of, but then it's also, it's like a grounded story, but you do, you can do ridiculous things. Yep. And yeah. If you played one in a while, Again, check it out on Black Friday. You will have a great time. Yeah, uh, you, Adam, you said that you're, this is your favorite Far Cry. I would say this is probably my second favorite Far Cry after three. And I think it's only because of the strength of the villain and how they intertwined him in, or like wove him into the story at multiple points. And just like seeing him 
in your face is really shocking where they didn't really have that with Giancarlo Esposito. I think the it is just such a fun, crazy game. It's like Rambo, right? Where you're going to do crazy stuff. You're going to you know shoot a thousand guys in the head, which the shooting just feels so good. Mm-hmm. I think that if you haven't played one in a while, you're curious. This is a this is a great game to get at a discount, and if you're ready to invest 25 hours into a game, go for it. Um, not the best one in my opinion, but it's it's up there. It's real close. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. All right, so now everyone, uh, hold on, I got a transition for this one for our people on the video. The spoiler warning is up. Everyone, we can go from this point on. We are allowed to talk about literally anything we want. Everyone be aware. I do have questions coming up. So, hey, sorry, your questions are in the spoilers because what you asked is spoilery. <laughs> All right. So I just have a few categories about what we feel about the game. Again, you can do whatever you want. Story and characters. I think that's some of the best parts. This game has some of the best story slash characters in the Far Cry series. Uh, what are your thoughts on those, those two things? Yeah, so I, I think that from... Uh, think of it this way there's like three types of characters there's the villains there are there is your character which you can select either uh, uh to play as a male or a female which is a first in the series and you get vo for both uh did you play male or female uh female denny ross i also played female it, it's funny everyone i've spoken to has played female because i think that's the one that they've been showing off so i'm like this is probably how it was intended to play so I, that's how i want to do it so villains main character and then all the supporting characters i think some of the supporting characters are very strong there's a lot of diversity there uh danny is very strong as like the first time there's just not like a silent protagonist that you're just supposed to embody and then the villain is probably the second mm, the second best villain in mm, second or third best villain in a, in a far cry game. So I think that villain is up there. And then finally we have a character, like a main character that's strong and then a support cast that is mostly good and mostly like, it's not just people that are utterly forgettable. Um, there are a lot of strong female characters. Um, there are two male characters who are essentially interchangeable. Um, I think LT Gray and Juan are essentially like the same character, mm. but a lot of, a lot of fun in there. A lot of fun, strong female characters, that I, which I appreciated. Yeah, I the story is simple enough, mm-hmm. um, because it's just like yeah, you're basically in Cuba and you're trying to free your free your yourself. Hey, this is this is Cuba as much as we don't want to say it's Cuba. It's Cuba. It's Cuba. Um, but I think the characters, I think everything the characters do in this game is more interesting than makes the story more interesting than everything. Like the whole idea of this miracle drug that is only grown in Yara, which mm-hmm. cures cancer. And it's like, oh, well, that's a, that's a cool little twist. It's like the bad guy is doing a bad thing because he has a miracle drug that cures cancer. Yeah. Um, and then how that plays politically, where it's like, yeah, well, I'm not giving it to America because you guys don't anything for us. So why would I mm-hmm. rush to help you? Like. I, again, I love his whole interview. We can get into it in a little bit, but his whole interview with uh, with the news lady, mm-hmm. and he's just like, he's just like, he's. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're John Carlo, you're right, and everything. You're you're a bad guy and you're a dictator, but man, everything you're saying is correct. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not even mad at you about it. And then Diego just like hands his his son who has so much empathy, and and that actually changes. It's it's weird. It it, it changes over the story of he, he gets less and less empathy as time goes on. But he's very empathetic in that moment. He just gives the person whose father has cancer a one of the boxes of the miracle drug. So it's a fun um, contrast between the two of them to see him be such a villain and then Diego be so empathetic at the beginning. Um, Giancarlo Esposito is so good in this. Man, he is He's great. so good. 
He is fantastic. I mean, well, just before we're going to get into that because he's obviously the best part. Again, having a voice character, main character is great. Danny Rojas's uh, female voice actor is fantastic. That's why I played her. Um, all the supporting characters, like you go to, there's three sections of the island. And it's like, go get this group of people. And all those people are great. I love like the main people in each section. Mm-hmm. Um, God, they're so fun. Uh, like the DJ guy from Mexico. He's a great time. Yeah. All um, the old uh, revolutionaries from 67. They're just old fucks now. Um, yep. That's a great time, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's so good. And there's, a, there's enough variety, even like, and not all of them are on your side. So like Bembe is somebody who is like, essentially like finger guns street merchant guy who like you owe me debts and whatnot with the blonde hair you know he's a shithole (laughs) yeah totally and it was nice to have that like also people that are trying to help your end goal but are also trying to enrich themselves at the same at the same point so -hmm. there's a good variety of like um motivations within the support characters that are around you as well yeah, Philly magic, baby. Um, oh, Philly's so good. And then the the Amigos, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. But yeah, like, we get Amigo stuff. But yeah, that's good. Chor- Chorizo is probably the cutest, the cutest boy. Um, did you have a favorite Amigo? Yes. Uh, that's a question that we'll get to. Um, so I'll save it for that. But yes, I do have one that is way better than the other. I actually didn't get one of them. Yeah, that Chorizo. God, it's so good. From everyone, check the video out. He's got the Chorizo. That's from the Ultimate Edition, right? Uh, no, this is, uh, yeah, yeah, essentially, yes. Yeah. So Teresa's cute. awesome. Too cute. Uh, my son called him a little sausage. But yeah, everybody, <laughs> who is the lady with the machete? Uh, it's the sword. I forgot what her real name is. From the left side of the island, where her dad um, is cutting up the crocodile whenever you first meet him. Yeah, that's, it, it's funny because one or two of the, so like Clara, who is mm, the, the, uh, the leader of Libertad, uh, her and this character are very similar in my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, they're both like strong female characters that would kick in the butt. Uh, I'm going to find out while you, while you tell I me about she's the sword is like her, her moniker. Um, yes. So yeah, I like her a lot just because I like her whole story with, she's trying to like deal with her father and the fact of how he is. He's just like, this is an old man who refuses to change his ways and he refuses to ask for help. Like he's, her dad is literally sick from so to make the the miracle drug they have to spray poison on the tobacco mm-hmm. leaves and it's like that's why all the people all the the poor people are dying and he's like you know whatever I gotta do what I gotta do but like he's literally yeah. dying and he's like you know and this her dad refuses to get help he's like nah I don't need it he keeps calling you a tourist but he's just old school like that so I like her whole thing yeah that's the Montero the Montero's Montero. I think that's, that's C- Camilla Montero yes. Yeah, uh, she is. She's known as the sword, um, la, la espada. Um, I'm not. I'm not a. I don't speak Spanish, but yeah, la espada is is her name. Yeah, let me tell you though. I'm so happy that this game is again. I'm not Cuban, mm-hmm. so I can't speak to it directly. But mm-hmm. from everything I've heard, this game is like, yo, it's Spanish as fuck, and they don't care. Like, there's so much Spanish in it. People just speak Spanish. Everyone is Spanish. They like uh, a lot of like the the vernacular that they use or like the slang is just like, yeah, this is, this is what they are. And I love it. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I learned Spanish a little bit in high school and it's fun to be able to roll my R's again and be able to talk like, yeah, roll, roll, roll your R's. eh? Agarilla. God, Agarilla. My favorite, my favorite word of all time. Libertad. Yeah. I had a friend from my master's and, uh, she was originally born in Spain 
And so when she was frustrated, she would always say coño, which is like a very terrible word to say. Yeah. And so I, I, I remember when I first started playing this game, I texted her and I said, I'm playing Far Cry 6 and I just keep thinking of you because I'm playing a woman as the main character and she just always says coño in frustration. And it is the funniest thing and such a, such a thing that like Spanish speaking people that at least I've always, that I've been friends with do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so funny that that was a thing. I remember listening to reviews where like, I don't know if that's a thing. And then it's like people from like, because again, being Mexican and being Cuban are completely different. I One time I was hanging out with a Cuban dude and he made a big deal about hey, he's not fucking Mexican. He was mad yeah. about it. But yeah. like, it's a different culture. And I was like, mm-hmm. is that a thing? But then I heard like, Cuban people like oh yeah, con- like that's a, that's a thing. We, yeah. you say that constantly when you're mad. So um, clearly like people on the writing team either like were or like did the research and spoke to folks. Um, and even... Um, I was watching uh, a gamer tag radio. Uh, Danny Pena did an interview with Giancarlo Esposito, and he was—he's like, "Hey, I'm African American." Uh, no, actually, yes, he is, but he was not born in the United States, and so he, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, yeah, he's Italian and black. He's there. You go. He was born in Italy and then came over, so he was very much like, "Hey, I'm I'm not Hispanic, and I want to make sure that I like do good by like the folks that I'm playing here," and I, I think he does a pretty good job. Yeah, and I mean, we might as well switch over to the villains because that's the best part of the game. Yeah. I love how that him being half black is part of the story. And like, because I remember when, I've said this before, like people were like complaining, like Giancarlo, he's not even really Hispanic or, or anything. He's he's black and Italian, it doesn't count. And I love, again, I love how, so the difference in this game and the other ones is that you do get a face, you get a couple face-to-face scenes between your main character and the villain. Mm-hmm. And all the other like every time Voss talked, it was because he was in your face. This game, you just get independent scenes with Giancarlo and anything else. Like him, just father and son. You are nowhere to be found, and he's having his own character. That's why I like this character a lot because his own, he has his own character, his own art. But I love when he's in the church and he's talking about you know like we're the lions and the sheep and like we literally. It's not even about being better than somebody else, but like we. Mm-hmm. My father thought that people were equal, and he was fucking weak. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you got to be a lion, and he was talking about. Like he brings it up, he's like, "Hey, my mother, he's he, he's like he's only half yarn, which is so funny how he pushes the pure yarn thing because he's only half yeah. yarn. He's not even full, and he he persecutes people who aren't full yarns when he's not, which again is a dictator thing to do. Yep. <laughs> um, and then he's like, "Yo, my mother would have been a better leader than my father, but she was too dark in her time, so she couldn't be." And it's like, "Oh yeah, like he's just straight up like, yeah, I'm half black, and we weren't accepted, so." It is what it is. I'm like, damn, they really went in on it because I thought they were just going to ignore it and be like, his last name's Esposito, so he's Hispanic. And it's like, no, nah. he's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm half. That's my character's half, and this is how I live. So, did you read a lot of the like side quests or like the the stuff that was laying on the table and stuff? Because occasionally I would read one, and I'm like, oh, they're they're building up this world to not be apolitical like most Far Cry games, but it's I just felt like, yo, this this miracle drug is made with slave labor. Mm-hmm. Um, it is made with slave labor that are being constantly poisoned. So they they took a stand, but I feel like they just didn't throw it in your face. And I'm the type of guy that like I want you to like throw your view in my face because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And Giancarlo does do that. That's why I love that scene when he talks to the reporter, where she's like, "Is it true that uh, this drug is made with slave labor?" And he was like, "Wasn't America built on slave labor for 200 years?" She's like, well, "Damn, get him!" So yeah, yeah well. There you go. Uh, I yeah. fucking love that he does that. That that stuff I'm super into. Um, he another was very Shakespearean. Truly yeah. was. 
You can tell he's an actor because he's. And I don't know if he top. if he played it that way or like that was the direction he was given. But I I appreciated how Shakespearean he was mm-hmm. in in the way he he moved uh, in the, the deliberate pace of his voice. Um, I just man that that man I've never seen him in a role where I'm just like this is a bad acting job. He's so good. I just love, yeah, he's like in a church about to burn it down, quoting scripture, and then just burns it down. He's like, I don't fucking care about this. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when you're doing the drug run stuff for Juan and you get captured and um, like they're torturing his, his left hand man is torturing you and pulling your teeth out, which is like, oh boy, I don't like that. They, there's a sound of pulling a tooth out and I still remember it. It's mm-hmm. so disgusting. It's You'll just always like remember in the mouth. <laughs> no pops out it's bad but i love in that because that's when diego so at that point in the story you've seen diego once you he's helps you out like he's like you said he's empathetic he's like not a bad kid this is kind of where he starts to have a turn um and he's like hey don't kill don't kill danny you know danny's good danny's good people or whatever and he's like for you diego i won't do it and he walks out of the room and throws a fucking grenade behind his back to fucking kill you he's like all right son i got you don't worry he's like, fucking and he's like he's just yep. ready to kill you in a heartbeat i'm like god yep. i fucking love this character so much he's so villainous even though and i think the thing was like hey she saved me once so like i want to do the same for her here and save her from her death one time as as repayment and he's just like of course turns his cheek and done and so quick grenade you're dead yeah it's great so i i don't want to I don't want to. Re- you said I can talk about. It. I'm not talking about the very end, but there's a, your next mission. I want to tell yeah, you. Yeah, you can. Please. A really good, a really good scene that, you, that I think you'll enjoy. I so, might play it. I might play it tonight. So, like, please. Okay. So there's a scene whenever you are basically you're at a dinner table with Giancarlo oh. and Diego. You're, yep. You come to dinner, and he's like, "No lies." My mother said, "There's no lies at the dinner table. Don't you fucking lie." Because you know, all the, the whole game he's talking to Diego is like, "Truth or lie? Truth or lie?" And Diego yep. always says truth. He never fucking says lies ever because you're not allowed to lie. Um, so you're having that scene. And again, it's just Giancarlo just fucking th- first throwing. person or a third person. That one is third. Okay. Yeah. And it's just Giancarlo, of course, just fucking speaking at you because he's, yep. he's acting at you because he's so good at it. Yep. But then he brings up. So the one lady you kill in the middle region, like the yep. social media lady is yep. Diego's mother. Like they, yes. they hint at it, but here straight up. He's like, um, I mean, you know, at this point he's sick. So the whole game, mm-hmm. Giancarlo is sick. He's cancer. And he's yep. been taking the he's been taking the drug to help himself, but like he's dying. Like he has, and makeup. also he's gotten blood transfusions at one point yeah. as well. There's like a dude's body on a table, as and he's just got blood in his in his arm because yep. he's trying to save himself. Um, but he's having that scene, and again, I'm not going to ruin everything because there's a lot of good stuff in there. But he said, you know, I knew I had ki- uh, cancer 13 years ago, and she fucking I didn't I never wanted kids, but she fucking guilted me into having Diego, and it was just like holy shit. He's just like, and he's like, hey, like you're, I never wanted kids and you're here now and you need a fucking man up. And it's just like, oh, cause like he's, he's dying and he's going fucking mad. Oh my God. That scene's so good. Get to that tonight. Jean-Carlo, that, that scene along with the other ones is why he's my number one and not my number two because of shit mm. like that. He's fucking wild. <laughs> is it? So I like Voss um, doing like you're in the cage in Far Cry 3 and he just says like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and hoping that you get a different outcome like that's what I typically think of is it to that level of it sounds like it had that sort of impact to you it's for me I like that different but better it's different it's completely I don't know 
again, I think it's people's interpretation if it's better or not. Right. For me, I like how different he is and how he's he's so collected, but he's this dude who rules people and has no mercy and is trying to teach his son in his mind to be a good because also remember when and when there was the revolution of 67, his dad got captured and killed and he was put in prison. Yep for yep. years so it's crazy it's awesome seeing again this great as actor. a teenager he was put in jail he was like 13 years old yeah so he's like i'm trying to raise this kid you find out that he didn't fucking want in the first place yeah he's like i need you to lead this country since i can't do it i guess you're gonna have to do it and he's trying to teach him how to and it's god i fucking love him so much you'll mm-hmm. i mean you you know he might stay number two for you that's fine but for me his performance fucking kills it for me I so you're saying like you know at the game awards this year there is the the five voice actors who are going to be nominated for best voice actor, best actor. He's on the list, right? He should be. Yeah, I would put him on there because of the before. And again, it's like six scenes, but they're fucking so good. Um, yeah, we'll see. But I would I would put him up there. I don't know if he wins, but I would definitely put him in the running. Uh, that's a lot about story and characters. So it's a great time. Again, it it helps when you have a great actors. Uh, Diego is also very good as well. Yep. Um, so we're gonna go in a little bit of gameplay stuff. Just the way that you enjoyed playing, this includes weapons, amigos, uh, vehicles that you liked. Did you use stealth or whatever, supremos, uh, any of that stuff? Like, how did you like playing this game? Basically, Yes. So I will give you high level and then we can dig into it. So my favorite weapons to use... Um, I didn't love the fact of how much I had to actually go into the menu because there was like five weapons that I really liked using and you only have four spots. So there's a lot of switching. So I ended up using the AK pretty consistently as my, uh, rifle. I was using the cartographer shotgun, which I think is a special shotgun. I got with the ultimate edition, I think, or it was like one you could buy in the, in the shop. Cause there's a, a currency you can buy. It's kind of dumb, but I used that shotgun. I used a pistol silenced. And then my, other slot was switching between grenade launcher, rocket launcher, and composite bow. I really loved, I love bows in games. It was one of my favorite things. Not enough games have bows. Like uh, the new Tomb Raider trilogy, uh, Crisis 2 and Crisis 3 had really good bows. I want more games with bows. And so love the bow. Like love just like sneaking in, maybe just getting like two or three guys with a bow and then like guns blazing. And that's typically how I went about things. Uh, with my Supremo, I ended up having like the fire mine, grenade, um, uh, Molotov cocktail, and uh, healing syringe. And then my Supremo, I ended up just going with the like regular missile Supremo because I You're just so felt good. like that. The only thing that can take down helicopters for the first 10 hours of the game. Yeah. Well, the EMP one. But the EMP Supremo. Yeah. EMPs does it take it down? It knocks it out of the sky. I don't know. Okay. I'm with you. I only I've use not used rockets. it. I've barely used it. Yeah. The homie rocket is the best one. The one I gave you at the beginning is the best one. <laughs> like it's straight up. It is. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on that one. Did you kind of have a similar like loadout? So I had, I always had a, a, uh, an assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the very last one. Okay. I forgot what it is. It's not an AK. I think it's like a fall or, or FAL or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would have, my pistol was my incendiary weapon. Okay. Yep. And then I had uh, the sniper rifle. I actually got it really early, but it's the the four star 
sniper rifle. So like yep. the really, really good bolt action sniper rifle. And that was my silenced weapon with armor piercing rounds. Mm. Just headshot people all day. And then my last slot would either be, so there's, it's, I don't know how to speak. It's spelled resolver, but I know it's not said res- resolver because yep. it's a span. It's a Spanish term. So, but I'm the resolver weapons, whatever they're called. There's one that is, I love it. It's car batteries, but it's an EMP gun. Ooh, that thing is so useful. So I, basically I would have, I would switch that out with, um, the sniper rifle. I didn't even use rocket mm-hmm. launcher because once you get the, once you realize the EMP gun, first of all, you shoot a helicopter with it and it's straight up falls and then explodes. So it takes out helicopters in mm-hmm. one shot compared to rocket launchers, which you might have to hit more than once. I know the homing one you hit more than once. Um, it also takes out tanks. So you shoot a tank, it stops moving for like a minute, and you can just jump up on top of it and destroy it or take it. I, I need to use it because I tried some of the of the Resolvar weapons, I think is like how it said maybe. I don't speak Spanish. I speak French. Close yeah. enough. Uh, I use like the one that shoots CDs, and mm-hmm. that wasn't super useful. I used the, the flamethrower, which like it's fine at close range, but I'd rather have a shotgun than a flamethrower. Yeah. And then there's also a nail gun that I tried, and none of them like... I really adored and I've unlocked them all. So mm-hmm. I think what I'm going to try in the, in the last, you know, three hours of playing the game is try this EMP gun first and then maybe get back to it to like a high level sniper rifle. I'm usually not a sniper rifle guy cause I'm really bad at aiming and with like mm-hmm. a bow, I can just like perfectly line something up without the breathing issue. Does it like, do you really have to like time your shot well with a sniper rifle? Uh, the dude sit still long enough. is not really an issue. So like okay. what you do is you get, Again, this game's all about there's no skill tree except for like you getting perks on guns or whatever. So you just get mm-hmm. like a six slash ten times scope, yep. zoom it on the head. You can hold breath if you want, but the it doesn't move. At least that again, the one I had was the best sniper rifle in the game. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I normally when it got to five, all I used was the bow and five. But this game I didn't use a bow once. I don't know. Right. I didn't use it this time. Um, and and some of the weapons actually come in like there are customizable ones that you can pick up, and then there are like unique or like pre-built essentially versions of it where, uh, and I love the pistol, for example, the pre-built one you can pick up that shoots fire bullets because yeah, uh, you cool. get that pretty early. And I'm like, ooh, this is nice. It's got like a little bit of kick and it shoots fire bullets. I'm in. Yeah. And then... Didn't like poison. Didn't use a lot of poison. Poison's not great. It's just like, it'll, you poison them enough and then they turn on each other, but it's like, I'd rather just kill you. Um, yeah. And then, so I would switch out my sniper with the EMP gun, which again, I would snipe. And then the minute someone found me, I'm like, switch the EMP gun for when the helicopters come. And it's great. Mm-hmm. And then I would have uh, what the the MP7 as my mm-hmm. other one, just because you get extended mag on it and you shoot dudes in the body and they just die immediately. If you have that perk where it's like body shots do more damage and you have arm piercing rounds and it's just like everyone dies and it has no recoil on it. Uh, so it's a great time. I really no. wish that because there's a weapon wheel, right? And on the, on the weapon wheel, you have like your four main weapons. You can holster your gun, and then there's like your fishing rod, your repair torch, and then like hailing a vehicle. I really wish that on that wheel there was a way where you could even have like, hey, these are my eight favorite weapons, and you could just like toggle between them on your weapon wheel in real time instead of going to the pause menu. That to me change. is like the biggest thing. Yeah, because you can change the load at any time. So yep. it's not like there's like you have to go somewhere to change your loadout. So I do I don't like it. You only have three primary weapons and then the sidearm. Um, and the pause is super quick because this game yeah. is on next gen and it's it's it like load times are non-existent and it it plays really well, like no performance issues, but it's still that half second where you're like, Hey, yeah. I gotta I gotta move. 
just a little bit. And then also, you know, Supremo, same thing. Uh, I really like the recon grenade because it's nice to not have to mark people. It's just a mm-hmm. recon grenade and you know everybody is. Um, so yeah, that's how I like to play the game. I would definitely try to do as much stealth as possible and then stealth like stealth like that. That was so stealthy. He wasn't stealthy at all. He was loud as hell. <laughs> but yeah, I would do as much stealth as I could and then I would just go loud if I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So this is a good way to kind of segue. This is from Lukewarm Games. You know this guy. Yeah, shout out Luke. He's uh, him and his uh, partner, Claire. They do a great podcast. And uh, Luke is just a lovely fellow. So uh, thank you for sending this question, Luke. Yep. And this will get kind of not piggy tail. God, I'm going crazy over here. Uh, <laughs> curtail into this question Who's your favorite companion in the game? Also, what we'll start with this one first. Favorite companion. So favorite amigo. We were talking about the way we play the game. What's your yep. favorite amigo? I did not get the cougar. Is it a cougar or a leopard or whatever? Yeah. That's the only one I did not get. I have yep. not done the side mission to get that one. Uh, neither have I. I have three. I have the alligator. Um, I have Boom Boom, uh, mm-hmm. who is actually Boomer from Far Cry 5. Yeah, I was like, that's Boomer. Which is super cool because it's like a continuity of like they shipped him to Yara He and you have to pick him up out of a box and he's such a cute little boy. He's awesome. Uh, I liked Chorizo the best, but I felt Boom Boom was the most useful. Yeah, uh, 100%. Boom Boom is the most useful. Not only does... So when you sick them on somebody, it's basically an instant kill, which some of the other uh, amigos, it takes them a longer kill. And then he instantly marks people and like equipment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, Boom's the best. Straight up, he's the best one. Second, Chicharron, because it's a fucking crazy-ass rooster yep. who tears people up, and that's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, is it uh, is it Guapo as an alligator? Yeah. Kind of my least favorite one. I'm not going to be honest with you. He was like very comedic, because very early, he's the one that... Um, he's the one that you get first, mm-hmm. and so it's very funny to see like a crocodile chew somebody up that's about to hit one. Um, but yeah, I didn't feel him. He was very useful, and I actually unlocked. Um, I did have Champagne the White Panther because Panther. I think with the Ultimate Edition I unlocked him, and then you also get K nine thousand, which is like a robotic dog. Um, but I I'd rather have Boomer. Boomer's cute. Yeah. Um, and I never. What is the? I never even had the Panther. I don't know what it does. Uh, the panther has some abilities of like a snarl, uh, and then it can uh, loot enemies after a silent takedown. But uh, it, its whole thing was about stealth, and I, I, I didn't like it. Boom was the best. Like he literally kills people in one hit, and he marks like, and he's a dog. So come on, let's be honest. The chorizo is the cute, the cutest, but mm-hmm. Boom was the most useful in game. Without a doubt. Yeah, chorizo is great. Um, next. This is also in a continuation from uh, from Luke. What voice actor would you like to see portray a Far Cry villain in a future entry in the series, and why would you choose Mark Hamill? Oh, a Mark Hamill one. Why? I yeah. mean, I know why because he's great. But <laughs> yeah, he's fantastic, and I like one of my favorite. We, we were having conversations about Batman the other night uh, when I was in uh, when I was out, and what people were saying is like. Oh yeah, like Robert Pattinson's Batman's gonna be great. I'm like Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are the best Batman Joker out there, and the Joker is always great. Mark Hamill's fantastic. He's great playing villains. So I, I'd want to see Mark like off the top of my head, like Mark Hamill would be fantastic as a as a villain. He's done game stuff too, so he gets the medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm sure Giancarlo, like there was a a learning process. He's probably done some kind of motion capture, voice capture before, but I'm sure like Mark Hamill lives that. So I'm sure he would just absolutely crush it. I like that. Who, this one, I don't know how they would work this one in. 
but I would just like it because the actor is uh, is very thespian, right? That's what you call someone who's like a Shakespearean yep. like yep. play actor, uh, whatever. Yep. Uh, but give me uh, Ian McKellen. She's like, give me some, you know, be- deep booming. Think Magneto, but a murderer. <laughs> okay, I, I was like, yeah, you mean Sir Ian McKellen? Like, yeah, Sir Ian yes. McKellen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think of yeah. parts in, in Lord of the Rings where it's like, he's fucking terrifying. Like, when he gets well, pissed off. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, because I, I immediately was thinking, like, um, the person who does the uh, motion capture and the voice for Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Andy Circus. Thank you. Uh, Andy Circus would be dope as a villain in this too, because he always crushes his yeah. motion capture, voice capture lines. And, and he's, he directs movies now. So Andy Circus would be another person who I would adore to see be a villain here. That would be good. I, I like everything he does. He's, he's very mm-hmm. fun to watch. Um, yeah, I just, I would like somebody who isn't like physically menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not that all the, I mean, a lot of a lot of them are old dudes or whatever. Actually, you know what? A woman would be interesting because I don't think we've had a woman. Villain. We haven't. Not really. So who is a female actor that would be? Robin Wright would be great. Who's what? What is? What was she from? Robin Wright. Most recently, like she's been an actress forever, but most recently she did the um, uh, Claire Underwood in uh, House of Cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I think Claire Underwood would be interesting. Brian Cranston would also be a good villain. Let Brian Cranston um, but, do anything. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> man could do anything. Uh, uh, we're fantasy casting here, but sorry, we were talking about women. Oh yeah, no, that's fine. I was just just thinking, just to be different, like who would we who would we do? I mean, that sounds good. I would. I was almost gonna say, uh, who's the the old British lady that everybody loves? Who's in uh, Fast and Helen Furious? Mirren? Helen Mirren. It's because she's so good. She's such yeah. a good actor. Oh my god. I don't know. Helen it Mirren. would be. Just thinking of like different weird and she'd be British. Just like a British like gangster. Meryl Streep. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never sure happened. She, she would love to do that. Um what about Lupita? Florence Pugh? God, she's so good. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. Yeah. I, I would take Florence that. Pugh as a villain here. I'd take Florence Pugh or uh Lupita Nuongo. Or yes. Nuongo because yes. she's done mocap and she's a very good actor. So mm-hmm. I'd be down for either one of those. These are all good options. Can we get like DLC now? <laughs> Ubisoft, give me money. I've given you an idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our next question is from D Smitty Games on Twitter and um, Series Villain Ranks. So we've kind of already talked about it. We don't have to do the whole series, but like what would be like your top three, I suppose, would be uh, a good way to look at it. I think it's, it's Voss, um, Voss number one. Um, this game number two, and then Pagan Min probably number four. I I adore Troy Baker. I think anything he does is just magic in the game space, and so he's number three. He's a he's a close third. These are all very close. Yeah. Did you like the villain from Far Cry Five? Yes, I didn't like the way that they handled the villains in the game, but I liked his character. And also, I played Far Cry New Dawn. Hmm. And he continues the, in that. Who's the villain? Oh, he's also the villain in that. Yeah, and I'm thinking about it. The villains of heart are the the are the twins, the two girls, the two oh. uh, black girls with like all the Mad Max motorcycle gear on. Mm-hmm. They are the villains in the game. But oh. uh, Joseph Seed also shows up in the game. Hmm. He doesn't die. Spoilers for Far Cry Five. He doesn't die in that game. The alternate ending is that he goes into a bunker and traps you in there. God, so I think they're going off. 
I think they're going off the canon of the of like the alternate ending of the game. Cool. Okay. So still alive. Uh, for me, it goes Giancarlo Esposito. Number one, just because again, I, I think all the scenes are great. Uh, two be Vasquez. Vasquez also extremely very good. And then three, I was like, are the twins. The twins are cool, but they're not like crazy. Uh, for me, I would probably go. Huh, I guess it would be Pagan Men at three. Because I like Joseph's seed, but the way that they handle the villains of Far Cry 5 is messy. I like the twins a lot, but I can't remember their names. They're very cool, but it's just like they're not really a huge presence. They're just I think they're just like look cool and they are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, I did play Primal. Whatever the Sabretooth Tiger was cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> and... Pagan Min is just so persistent in that game that yeah. he gets so like so much so many chances to knock out of the park. So even if there's a voice line or a, a section of dialogue that is kind of throwaway, there's just so much more of it. Where with Giancarlo Esposito, and I've said this before, and sorry for repeating it, but like Hollywood actor, higher pay scale, they probably could only get him for a week. So they just they could they did what they could with it. And that was the vignettes that were very clearly like, you beat this part, here's a vignette with Diego and and Giancarlo's character. You're going to get a few of these, and then maybe we'll get him and the protagonist in the same place for the big final scene. Yep. And the only reason I put Troy Baker 3, because I do like Troy Baker a lot, but Far Cry 4 was opening a scene on a bus. Mm-hmm. It was really, really awesome. Then you go yep. to his house, and you can do the secret ending if you just sit mm-hmm. there. Yeah, the rest hilarious. Of the game, it's great. And then the rest of the game, it's all he does talk a lot, but it's just radio. You get no mm-hmm. FaceTime with him until the end of the game. And I'm just like, yep. I mean, you're cool, but you're literally just talking at me. Because again, that's the problem with those old games. Your character doesn't really do anything. It's like you're literally talking at me, which is like good performance, but I you're just talking at me. That's not yeah, the boss is in your face. And then Giancarlo again, his character again, you're not super involved, but what he's doing is fucking dope. So yeah, whatever whatever issues I have with Pagan Min and the story of Far Cry Five is not on Troy Baker's performance. It is on the the writing. It is so paint by numbers. Nothing interesting happens. And I I remember playing Far Cry Four because I played it this year, and it was very much like the most wet fart of an ending. It was just like, oh, I I think that I was on my phone and I missed the ending. Like I just yeah. missed a, a chunk of it. I'm like, oh, guess that's guess we're at dinner and he's dead now. Okay. Yep. Here we are. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Far Cry Four actually might be one of the on the lower end of my list on that um, for the games. But anyway, we're not talking about that. So yes, thank you, uh, D Smitty Games. Thank you, Luke Warm Games, and thank you. Uh, who was the other person who sent me something? That was Darby, Darby Hallman One. Darby Hallman. Thank you. Great uh, stuff. Can we talk about one thing that I forgot to talk about? Go ahead. Vehicles. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's one that's really really good. But then there's what? What you? What's your favorite? The fucking car plane. <laughs> the what? Car yeah. plane? There's. Have you not had it? So there's. Dude, no. There's. I think it's just like in a spot, or you can unlock it. Whatever. So there's a. It's like a, a dune buggy sort of a thing, where it's like a two seater. You know, you like you get in the car, and once you hit a certain um, speed, you press the Y button on Xbox or probably triangle or whatever, and you hit a button, and then. It, I think it has like balloons and a parachute, and you cool. and you can start flying. So it is an air vehicle. I think it's considered a helicopter in like your base. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's literally a car plane. So like you, you drive, you can just take off and like, all right, well, he's gone now. Sorry, we can't, we can't get Danny anymore. And then whenever you just come in for landing, just slow down, pop it down. You're right back on the road. So cool. Yeah. I, I need to, I need to find that. Like I said, I have a few more hours to play, so maybe I can find it, but I, I loved like every vehicle type. Like it was fun to jump on a jet. That was almost like if there's like not the top three things, but if there's a top 
five list vehicles are probably on it just because the cars are fine but the planes the helicopters the jet skis the boats are very fun to drive mm -hmm. and dog fighting in a plane for example um or at least some of the missions require you to like destroy an oil silo it was very fun just to jump in a plane and just like bomb those yeah very fun yeah, there's definitely that story mission where you need to bomb the fields, and that's really cool, where you just take up in this old plane that's been retrofitted and just bomb stuff out. Yeah, I mean, anytime I wanted to fast travel, either I would, you know, do the airdrop and just win yep. suit immediately because same the exact same. Around. Or get in a helicopter because mm -hmm. there's one helicopter that's armored um, shielding, but mm -hmm. like you can't, you have to have armor piercing to even get through the windows. It has rockets and machine guns. It's a helicopter, mm -hmm. and then there's um clothing you can have that you automatically repair vehicles when you're inside of them so mm -hmm. you literally just don't get shot down you just sit like i cleared so many checkpoints by just getting in a helicopter and just like all right well i'm invincible and just mowing <laughs> people down it was great i loved it yeah I, I, they were very fun and the, the wingsuit is something that i'm really glad they brought back and it's something you don't get right out the gate but you get it pretty quick depending yeah. on how you up we didn't really talk about the bases and how you can like build up bases there's like three main bases in the three sections of the island and you can build six building types that give you special bonuses and whatnot and one of them is like get your wingsuit that is essential like you, the, my favorite thing was airdropping and then gliding to a thing. And even if I was a, like on a mountain and there was maybe like 30 meters that I, that I was jumping down, I would jump down and be able to travel like 200 yeah. meters to go faster. I have a couple deaths where I would jump off and not have ex enough space to do the wingsuit, but yep. like, maybe I got enough and then just smack into the ground and kill myself. But I was like, or yeah. you test yourself where you're like, I'm like two feet off the ground, but maybe I can get another like 10 meters out of this glide yeah. and you don't. And you're just going literally faster than the sports car. And it's like, yeah, you hit the ground, you're dead. And yeah, it, it, the wingsuit's awesome. Uh, did you did you play a lot of the like mini games too? Because there's like a cockfighting uh, fighting game, which was mm -hmm. interesting. You can play dominoes, but I don't know what the third like base game was. I don't know. Yeah, I saw the dominoes. I didn't do it. Um, I did do the cockfighting and beat all of them. I, I haven't played dominoes forever. I forgot how to do it. Um, I did do the cockfighting. I got all the way through that. I've got like 12 roosters unlocked and it's just basically just like a 3d fighter Tekken thing, uh, which is, it's pretty fun. Um, surprisingly robust for, for what it is. Yeah. It's like a three button fighter. That's like surprisingly good for uh, mm -hmm. chicken or roosters fighting each other. It's pretty crazy. Yep. I didn't do dominoes. I don't remember what the second one is. That would be in the middle area, whatever their base is uh, thing is. I'm not really sure to be honest with you. It's, but, it's kind of hard to, it's not hard to miss, but like you can easily miss some of the, like, Garia like camp facility stuff if you're not if you're trying to just go through as quickly as possible oh yeah i bought all those um, my first uh my first base when i built the buildings on it if you max mm -hmm. out one of the buildings it's like here's all the here are all of the buildings here are all the all, all of the outposts it's like oh yeah great i can just fast travel literally this entire map because i just bought a map that tells me where they all are there's just so many things to collect though and you can do those like banditos missions which are mm -hmm. like, hey, you get leaders and you can gather troops and those troops can essentially go and get more stuff. That was just kind of a wildly unnecessary piece that I engaged with, but I was like, why am I wasting my time doing this? Yeah, they've been doing that since at least Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Where it's like, send out your ships, get stuff. Why? It's, like, it's fine. Like, it seems you just like want to get game. me for more hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is whatever. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I guess... Is there anything else? Uh, final verdict. How do you feel about this game now that we've went through everything? 
we kind of talked about if we would, you know, suggest or recommend it or not. But how, how do you how do you, how are you feeling at this point? Now you've talked about it over multiple places. You're getting near the end. How do you really feel about this game? I hate to always come back to the same. Like I sound like a, a broken record here, but like it is a fun open world game. I cannot deny the fact that this is a fun video game to play. Um, the story has interesting characters to it, but the story is the story's generic. It's got like it's less generic than most Ubisoft games. It's got a little meat on it from like a political sense. The characters are well written, but it is not gonna blow your socks off by any means in a in a story sense. So if you like open world games, you want to have fun. This is a good Far Cry game. This is a good open world game. You said it might not be on your top ten this year. It might be on my top ten games that that I've played this year. It might be near the bottom of it. It might be yeah, like, like eight, a nine, nine or a ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, this is a solid eight of a game. Uh, it runs well. It plays well. No technical issues. It's fun to play. The characters are cool. Uh, it just doesn't do anything from a story perspective that'll knock your socks off minus the like Castillo stuff that I haven't seen maybe in the end. And it is a very paint by numbers open world game. So don't expect like mechanical innovation or cool systems the systems work together well and it's fun but if you're if that doesn't attract you if the last 30 seconds of what i've said doesn't sell you then nothing will about far cry 6 mm -hmm. yep i'm definitely in the same spot where I'm, this is an adam ass game adam enjoys it and i was there day one and then everyone's like you know i played it but i don't finish these games i'm like yeah you can wait again i think I think basically you already know if you like this game. Did you like the last three Assassin's Creed game? Did you like Watch Dogs? Do you yep. like uh, any Far Cry's period? Th this is one of the better ones of those. So there's no... Yeah, it's not like, oh, this is a new IP, a new franchise, a new game type. Is it good or not? It's like, you know if you're going to like this or not. Like, you, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, but you already know. And I yeah. think this is one of the better one of those. So if you are like me, enjoy those. Check it out. If you haven't played it in a while, get it on sale. I think you'll have a good time. Um, but yeah, it's not reinventing the wheel and I don't think it necessarily has to like, you know, sometimes you just need pepperoni pizza and it's like, oh, this pizza was super good. So yeah, mm -hmm. there you go. Have your pizza. Matthew Galt from Waypoint wrote an article and I, I just pulled it up while we were talking because I, I read it and I didn't remember the title, but it's Far Cry 6 is creatively and morally bankrupt. I think that that is a little dramatic of, of a headline. Obviously, it's a headline that's trying to pull you in. But I agree with actually most of what he's saying that it is just like a chore list and hey gasoline metal construct your buildings um upgrade your camp uh do cockfighting um i i wouldn't go that that dramatic but i agree with the spirit of what he's trying to say that mm -hmm. the formula of this game has not shifted or changed for the last four iterations maybe it's time for a change i just disagree and say that it's it's a good one of those mm -hmm. um I don't think we're at the Assassin's Creed Syndicate part where, yet where people are like, okay, you've given us the same thing and now we dislike it. I think you've given us the same thing and it's still enjoyable now. Again, they will eventually need to do an AC Origins on this series. Mm -hmm. I don't think that they are at a point now where I have an issue with it. If we get like another half-step game where you know, we're like New Dawn was just basically five, Primal was basically just four, but they did something different. I think if they do a knockoff of six, maybe I'll be like, all right, guys, chill out. But as it is right now, like I, I'm not tired yet of the series. But again, you're gonna know or not. Um, so I think they're gonna turn six into a platform. Uh, from mm -hmm. like the the obviously they're doing a Rambo pack. They're doing a Stranger Things pack. Yeah. They're doing one other like weird branded Danny IP. Trejo, just a person. That's it. Danny Trejo. <laughs> That's it. Just a person. Yeah. Uh, this will be a platform. It'll be a game that they'll iterate on for twelve months. 
I think they are at the point where Far Cry 7 needs to be something different. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to be a, de- a departure, like mechanically and structurally. I think they're there. I don't, we, we aren't going to burn out on this one. Like six is good. I think if seven is the same thing, that then people will have issues. Yeah. Again, like I just said with Syndicate, Syndicate wasn't bad. It was just people were tired of playing those kind of Assassin's Creed games. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. Seven needs to either be completely, you know, something different or they're going to do it. People are going to get mad and then they'll do something different next time. So yeah. This um, game will sell so many copies, it's not going to even be a problem. I just worry about the next one. Yeah, I'm with you. So, first of all, you know, thank you, Jacob, so much for coming on and joining us. Uh, we talked way longer than I thought we would have, probably, but I'm not even mad about it. It's cool to uh, be here with you. <laughs> you were like, this is going to take 20 minutes. I'm like, so, yeah, we're going to talk for an hour. For 30, I don't know how long it's been exactly. But uh, I do appreciate, actually, exactly an hour. I appreciate you being here with me. Um. Give your last plugs and then I'll give my plugs and we'll, we'll get out of the show. Yeah. So um, just to recap of what I do, once again, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jacob Accord, J-A-C-O-B-M-C-C-O-U-R-T. That's where you can find all my thangs. Um, I'm a uh, gaming and esports marketer by day, by night. I host a bunch of podcasts, the Left Behind Game Club, Video Game Book Club podcast. Uh, you can find that uh, on all major podcasting platforms. Cutscenes, a seasonal video game movie podcast. We are launching uh, season three of the show with Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Oh, yeah. um, that is a movie that I'm conflicted about, and you'll find out why. Uh, Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast is what that is on all major podcasting platforms. Um, on hiatus right now, but I host video game trivia on Twitch um, Wednesday nights when it's back on. You can, again, track my Twitter when, when that's coming back. And uh, that is all the things I do. So, Adam, thank you for for having me on the show. Uh, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate the things you do. Um, where can you be found? Tell us about your things. Oh, yeah. You just follow me on Twitter, at Adam Gumby, which is where you can get all these tweets about, tell me how you, your question about Far Cry 6. Uh, yeah, follow me on there for all your... <laughs> I'll, I'll tweet about this podcast all the time. But then follow the podcast at Responding Fire on Twitter. And the main thing is, hey... If you're on patreon.com slash respawning fire, you can watch this video right now early, a couple days early for everybody else. I know. But if you're watching it or listening to it at the other times, like everyone else, you know, enjoy your enjoy your thing. But if you want to get a little bit early, just a dollar, man, you get this, get these reviews early. So enjoy that. Play game nights with us. Have a good time. But if not, you know, respawning fire on Twitter and, and just enjoy the podcast. And thanks for being here and listening to me talk about Far Cry 6 for an hour. So. It's been a good time. I appreciate it, Jacob. See you guys. Bye.